હાય હેલો એન્ડ વેલકમ ટુ પોપીડિયા પોડકાસ્ટ તમે બહુ શરમાયેલા છો થોડાક સો વેલકમ ટુ પોપીડિયા પોડકાસ્ટ મારું નામ કુનાલ છે એન્ડ ટુડે આઈ એમ ગોઈંગ ટુ ડુ એન એપિસોડ વિથ રામેશ્વર ભટ્ટ રામેશ્વર ઇઝ એન ફિલ્મ રામેશ્વર ઇઝ અ ફિલ્મ મેકઅપ એન્ડ આઈ ગોઈંગ ટુ આસ્ક હિમ સમ ક્વેશ્ચન્સ એન્ડ વીલ સી વેધ અ કોન્વર્ઝેશન ગોઝ ફ્રોમ દેર તો મારો પહેલો ક્વેશ્ચન હતો કે વોટ મેક્સ અ ફિલ્મ અ ફિલ્મ ફ્રોમ યોર પર્સ્પેક્ટિવ કે એની ડેફિનેશન્સ ક્યાં પતે છે ક્યાં ચાલુ થાય છે એ શું છે એક્ઝેક્ટલી ફોર યુ ધીઝ એબ્સ્ટ્રેક્ટ ક્વેશ્ચન્સ આર વેરી ફ્રાઇટનિંગ સો આઈ વિલ ટ્રાય ટુ આન્સર ધેમ ઇન માય capacity uh films have been made with all kinds of intentions they've been made with um political intentions scientific intentions artistic intentions cathartic intentions emotional intentions so we need to understand that there are there are realities which we can't understand there are lives which we can't live there are emotions which we can't feel and they are as real as our own even though we can't see them feel them first hand so a film will try to bring them to us as best as they can and often times we get entertained by it but in best cases with it with its exposure we hopefully become slightly better human better individual in a sense it expands our epistemic and ontic boundaries so if a film tries to do that well and if i even marginally am able to do that i'm able to sustain a smile on my face so that for me makes a film or actually let's look at it this way film is an ambassador it's an ambassador of emotions of shared hopes and dreams of lives of circumstances conditions even realities and as i mentioned everybody can't experience it first hand so as an example i was i was recently doing a film on migrant construction workers now not many know who builds their homes highways even cities who they are where they come from what conditions they live in they build our homes all their lives but yet they remain homeless now this is a stark reality it is not so common in our daily thought and sight but it's a significant human condition now if i make a film on this facet of our society the film is representing that reality and bringing it to you so it is a craft that makes a particularity accessible to a larger audience which it, which can't reach it it uh first hand so if i make a film on let's say marginal farmers or uh, folk musicians or salt pan workers or even this case or or even if we take films like like the court by tanmay arch chaitanya tamhane or even rangne basanti swadesh they all are bringing a certain 
particularity and making it accessible to a larger audience. And that, in my view, is an ambassador. Like you, the, the film is an ambassador of stories you want to share, the reality you want to make it accessible. And I've been making films since I was 13. So I, I often think to myself that uh, a, it, my filmmaking experience is a decade of mistakes that have taught me volumes and I'm still yet to learn and read it adequately. So as a filmmaker, I often feel, and especially documentary filmmaker, I often feel like a cartographer who is out on field, engaging with stories, realities, making it accessible in a way that is engaging and memorable. And it often becomes an ambassador. So that's more or less uh, what makes my films what they are. And while making a film, how important is creative satisfaction? And does commercial recognition or success play any part in your process or view of making a film? See, I'm I'm not the best person to remark on this because I'm I myself haven't received um, commercial recognition. I, I think commercial recognition is in the hands of the receivers. Um, but if if I were to break down this process. I think uh, filmmaking, at least my filmmaking process, has two main facets. One is the creative impetus and the other is the, the technical execution. And both need really intense practice. So, and also I must mention that I did not began making films with the intention to be a filmmaker okay. nor did I knew or was aware that films will become my medium of discourse. Then what was the intention back then when you started or when you made the first film? I, uh, growing up I had very bad self-esteem because of my short height and stammer so I was a really quiet person growing up but I as a result, I was extremely observant of the reality around me, and I, I started to began to began to build a a repository, as it were, of lived experiences, human nature, and just bare perceptions. So, films somehow found itself its merit for me to be a medium, to articulate, to engage with the world and to make sure that I'm being heard and the things that I see are being heard. But regardless, I think um, when I'm making a film, of course one has one's own sensitivity of the world around oneself and a, a certain sensibility of how one wants to capture that in a film but I don't go out and find beauty in things intentionally or I don't go out and assign meaning to things or or dig depth in a certain uh, shot or a composition or even a narrative structure as an example 
I was making a film with the salt pan workers. Agariao. There, suddenly, uh, an unseasonal storm broke loose. Now, in that moment, the fa family I was with and trying to document their life and livelihood, in that fraction, it was a, an intense emotional um, occurrence where they had just one sheet of plastic and they had to make a choice that would they go out and save their salt harvest or make a shelter for themselves. Now this is a really stark question of life as opposed to their livelihood. As a filmmaker, I failed at that point to see now, how do I make sense of this? I could have been that, oh, this is a really, you know, cloudy sky, best lighting. Let me uh, fix a 50 millimeter shot, get the face, get intensity. But in that moment, you have to choose that, okay, let me pull wide from 50 and go on to 24 get the hut, get the people being affected, also include the sky which is affecting and the heap of salt. Now that's a frame that tells without compromising on the intensity of the circumstances and not solely prioritizing the aesthetic of the shot. Now these are spontaneous moments. And because I taught myself how to make films, I didn't go to a film school or, or um, learn how to produce commercial films. So I always made films in restrictions. I began making films with my phone. So you have to be extremely careful with your movement, motion. I always work with natural light, ambient sound. I am the sole crew. I'm working with real people. So there is a certain spontaneity to both my creativity and craft. So as soon as creativity is overpowering the value and meaning of this story, I don't like it. But when, when creativity elevates to tell the story you want to tell effectively, that's, I think, um, creative satisfaction for me. And in, in the films, the kind of films that I make, I think the commercial recognition bit would be slightly different because these are really significant stories of our country, but also of a large majority who make the lives that we live possible. So I would lend my creative sensibilities, creative choices, and try to ameliorate the craft that I have to tell this story a bit more effectively. So it engages people and it makes it memorable. There is this um, verse by Hula Bhayakag, um, Jake lage turat hi 
शिरना डुले सुजान ना वो गीत कवित है ना वो तान नबान ना ऑफकोर्स दिस ही रोड फॉर पद्य बट इफ यू लेंड योर क्रिएटिविटी टू द रियालिटी ऑफ दैट स्टोरी दैट पर्टिकुलर कंडीशन टू टेल एज इफेक्टिवली एज यू कैन दैट्स आई थिंक अ फैंटेस्टिक रेसिप्रॉसिटी एंड इफ दैट ब्रिंग्स आउट दीज स्टोरीज टू द कॉमन अटेंशन कॉमन एंगेजमेंट दैट इज कमर्शियल रेकग्निशन इन अ सेंस सो इट्स नॉट अबाउट मी बट इट्स अबाउट दिस स्टोरीज हैविंग लार्जर लार्जर रेकग्निशन एंडकोर्स इफ यू गेट गेट वैलिडेशन अप्रिसिएशन recognition goodwill you earn money your creative energy feels nourished and satisfied and you validate your urge but i think if creativity overpowers the significance of the story i don't like it but if it helps the story to appear better and to be told better I think that's my my balance. Do you think that there should be boundaries in the craft of filmmaking? Some things that filmmakers should not cross on the basis of making it experimental, or if defined and reasoned properly, anything could be cinema. At the end of the day, the film that you make, if people don't watch that, does that affect you? I think I'll I'll go one by one because I'm it'll be very overwhelming. Um, as I'm. mention that films have been made with all kinds of intentions and it has really captured the pulse of human nature the kind of films that are in the world it's 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 really strong and it 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 has gripped the human pulse well but um boundaries are a very tricky landscape to assign especially to art but particularly to filmmaking because boundaries are not always to cut things apart or restrict or prevent but they're often there to bind things which are in its circumference so it it bind thing it makes a collective so if there was no no line the red wouldn't become a rose you know it it gives a form and it can be a form to your film or it can be a form to your locus or it can be a form to a milieu or the form what you will but boundaries are also there to make you understand what is you know in gujarati we have this term vivek buddhi ele e vivek buddhi ne tame sampurna pane nakari do ane pachi em ko ke na hu to hu to artist hu kalakar main to fankar hu to mera jo dil chahe 
that can't work because I, as I mentioned, you're by making an utterance, a visual utterance or a cinematic utterance, you're representing something. And especially documentaries are parallel, parallel realities. The real instance has occurred in that moment. It has passed. But you've captured it in a film. Well, you're in a sense, you're freezing that occurrence, that meaning. So it begs a lot of responsibility and accountability. So you, of course, you can free art from any judgment, but you can't assume a moral or ethical impunity over the process. You can't escape the, the, the responsibility of it. And um, I had a, a, the privilege to um, spend fragments of my f formative years with uh, filmmakers like Anand Gandhi and Zen. And just d during a recent conversation with Anand, I can't forget what he said. That the easiest system to hack into is human mind. And in this era of black mirrors and digital content proliferating at the pace of your heartbeat and films are not far from two clicks maximum. I think we bear a great responsibility over what we produce, the intentions with which we produce and how much of an accountability we have as the filmmaker but also the the implications that hold itself on on the viewers because once you make the film it's free the utterance is free then which flesh it strikes and how does the how does the receiver receive it that you can't really control so um it's it's not a limitation to be conscious and a hard critique of the the aesthetic intentions of your film, the ethical intentions of your film, and of course the moral and social implications of your film. But I would say that be a critic of your product, but be a lover of your process. So it's a good balance of pleasure and um, careful production when you're making films because we are talking about form do you have you ever thought about the debate where like filmmakers like christopher nolan go on to say that my film should be watched around these technicalities only and it and ssa dekhna chahiye ki avri tavri to jo bhi joiye where in an era where uh, shows like the sopranos are releasing their whole show on tiktok 25 25 second karke so for your films have you ever thought ki I do think about form and its particularities and specificities but and of course I would have ideals and hopes and expectations of how I want my films to be received and how it how it should be watched and oh this detail you must see or you know this shot I've put in a lot of effort so please please attention or this music composition I've made 
I've intentionally used uh, violin and so on. But I think for me, the form is sacred and function is secondary. So the methods of production are uh, subject to change. But the spirit of the story should stay alive. And in, in, in the case of the kind of films I make, I'm, there are two, three things I can't really control. And if, if I have hopes for controlling those, I'm bound to be displeased. First is that I deal with spontaneity. The, the occurrence, the reality is spontaneous. I can't control it. I can never satisfy my creative urge is perpetually aroused. And I can't really control or mandate the audience or the receivers. So I would rather prioritize on being a, a, a as I mentioned, I would be a critic of the product but lover of the process and be open to changing the process if the story begs for it um do, do you believe in a form of film that connects universally to everyone even though we, be, we do believe that art is subjective right and so do you believe that film can be universally connected to everyone the same way films are universal so the appeal to films are also universal but What's important is that the implications of your film reaching to a universal appeal or it manages to please a universal appeal is, I think, a really ambitious and a gutsy hope. I don't think I can ever make a film that will be universal or it will have, have a universally lasting impact. But um, actually, let me quote from a ghazal I wrote on the universality of philosophical thought. And there are a few couplets I want to mention. Nafas alam, badal ban tehrein asman ilm mein, suna hai usi nafas ko, mausame tohfa bante huye. Kahi tarz fikr, Zahir hai insaniyat ke gulistan mein aata hai har khayal zati khushbu mein wafa bante huye. So, I mean, of course, I'm not going to explicate the whole meaning and it, it, it's, but, but you're making a film. It is out there, frozen in a medium. If at this point in time it may not have an appeal, but it's not a waste. As I mentioned, it stays in a form of a cloud and at some point in time it'll rain back and it'll be a gift to a certain human sensitivity, a question, a problem, an appeal, a judgment. But each production comes with its own intr intrinsic fragrance. It may be valid, 
it may not be valid it may be valid at this point in time it may not be valid at another point in time but subjectivity and universality for films is really difficult for me to understand but i think films in general are um a study of human experiences so as long as human experiences are relevant i think films are relevant and films will have an have an appeal across humanity and you know before i ask my last question i wanted to ask this because as a filmmaker myself i i always think that i want my body of work or in i want to create an oeuvre that looks very good when i look back on all the work that i have made do you ever think about that ki any film that i make should after a point of time give me a certain amount of satisfaction that i made it and it should not and the, the film should not make me feel like it, this is not good but and you have already said kids 10 years of you know learning over what the mistakes i have done and all that but do you still want to create a body of work that when you see at it in the end it just looks like okay nothing's wrong here or it's just very satisfactory to me not to use the word right or wrong in the you know wrong way i would request you to not keep keep emphasizing on 10 years because it will sound really self pompous <laughs> but i think um for me it's really important to have a tall body of work because i'm short so i think i should have a really tall and good looking body of work and i also want to make sure that my i stammer but my films shouldn't stammer so i'm constantly on the lookout to practice and improve my craft so i keep making films and i just mentioned the beginning that it's been a decade of mistakes which has taught me volumes and i'm yet to understand and learn from it adequately so i despise each of my films as soon as i make it because i can see it that this is not good this is where i've made a mistake this is a wrong compositional choice i could have taken this shot in this manner i could have used another approach to the background score i gave or etc etc so i'm extremely picky about um how i'm body conscious about my body of work that's how i would say and i i always body shame myself that's also a fact ટુલ uh, films will now stop evolving or now will stop developing of course but have you ever thought ke kaya kai disha ma ave develop thase ke kai rite jova se ke kai rite ban se have you ever thought about the future like that is what i wanted to ask films are evolving 
heaps and bounds. I mean, it is evident. Five years ago, I, I wouldn't have imagined myself making a, an interview episode series during the pandemic without camera, without a mic, without a tripod, just on Zoom. I never thought I would be able to do it. I mean, it, it, it may be my lack of foresight or inability to think. But I think films are in a state where it's having a hard time differentiating itself between consumption and craft. It's, it's a huge discourse and it's extremely populated. And I guess that's the end of the podcast. Thanks, Ramesh, for, for joining in. It was a pleasure. Actually, I, I, I want to end by uh, saying something which, uh, which just came to my mind that I want to quote from a poem I wrote, uh, which may give you a sense of my character, as it were, at, at the, the, the stage I'm at, is that, oh, words like birds that only flutter, I wish to speak without a need to utter. 